But we're so comfortable in the boat. Someone was yelling, get out the boat. And what will people say if we get out the boat? They'll probably say you're crazy. But ain't this series called what? Crazy. Oh, okay, okay. I was just making sure. Because we don't talk about anybody who's average. The stories that we're telling weren't. There was a guy one day that was walking down the beach and looking at all the miracles happening. There was a woman that was bleeding, but she didn't want to get out of her house that day, so she didn't touch the hem of the garment. We don't ever talk about people who stay safe in the boat. We talk about people who believe, you know what? He don't have to, but if he gonna do it for somebody, <laughs> he don't gotta heal everybody's family, but if he gonna, oh, come on. He don't have to pay off everybody's student loans. But if, ah, he don't have to heal everybody. But if you're going to do it, can I get about 500 exceptions to give God a shout of praise? They pushing me, Charles. That's how I felt coming to be this pastor of this church. I had no qualifications to stand here before anybody. When we, had, when we had one service, not even full, I had to believe on wavy faith that I was the exception. Without seminary, without a team who was experienced, without a financial background, I said, God, you may not be able to do this for anybody else, but my faith believes that I am the exception. Somebody's got to believe God at a whole nother level. There's always an exception. Why not you? Why not me? Why not this church? Why can't we live on crazy faith that's out here in the waves where there's nothing to hold on to to save us except God? You call me out here, I'm going to stand out here. You call me out here, I'm going to make it out here. You call me to be the pastor of this church and you're going to give us a $20 million project in another day. You call me out here. This is why you have to be very careful that you don't call yourself nowhere. Right. Please, please don't say it was God. And it wasn't because he only pays bills where he ordered. Do you understand what? The steps of a good man are. So when he orders it, he pays for it. If y'all get that tomorrow. When you walk in wavy faith. Somebody just say it again. I am the exception. I have to believe this because Daniel, um, Daniel went into a lion's den and, and came out the next day not eating. Um, people usually don't do that. So in Daniel's case, God made an exception. People don't go in fiery furnaces with their homeboys and come out not smelling like what they've been through. But with the three Hebrew boys, God made an exception. Women in their 90s, they don't have babies. But Sarah, ah! She had a baby and God made an exception to let everybody know that even when you think the season is over, God can make you give birth to something that nobody else even thinks is possible. 
Red Seas don't part themselves. But when Moses put a stick up and said, this is what God has called me to do, those seeds parted and God made an exception. Walls don't fall down by themselves when you walk around in shock. But with Joshua, God made an exception. Teenagers don't pick up rocks and go to face giants. But in David's case, God made an exception. <laughs> a church that's led by a black pastor does not build a multi-ethnic church in the north side of Tulsa. But with Transformation Church, God made an exception. You can sit here and live your life in the boat or you can believe that when I step out in wavy faith, God can make me the exception. Dead men don't go in a tomb for three days and pop back out on the third day like bow unless God made he made an exception and somebody needs to believe I am the exception. Give God praise right there. Yo, I got a new attitude. God don't have to do it for you. As long as he does it for me. Like, and some people are sitting and they're like, wow. That's awesome, Pastor Mike. But if you were honest, if we got down in a counseling session one-on-one, -on -one, you can't change your wife. And your marriage is on the brink of divorce. And all your family members say, give up. You have a time to start over and you can do another one. And you're young enough, but you know what God said about y'all's marriage. And you can sit in this service and gather up the wavy faith because you know there's going to be turbulence <laughs> you know there's going to be highs and lows you, you understand the reason why they're called waves is because it's not steel it's something that can go up and down and, and we're going to have to go through this journey but I'm declaring to you today that if every other marriage failed if every other thing split up the kids God with your faith he can make an exception if you're an exception just give God one more Somebody's faith is getting this thing now. It's not too late. But God can never make an exception for somebody who stays on the boat. You'd be like, oh, I'm the exception. Then he tells you to go tell somebody. No, 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 no. I like the boat, though, God. This is safe. He says, start making the movie. Well, I don't have funding. You have your iPhone. I am. Well, God, it doesn't look like what everybody else has. He said, I told you to start making the movie. But I won't want to start until you show me some other things. And God said, get out the boat. Look at your neighbor, just two of them. Tell them, get out the boat. Get out the boat. Okay, let me go to my next point. The one thing that we realize in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. See, we started this whole thing in verse 28. But we need to get context of what just happened. 
in verse 22, Jesus performed the miracle of the two fish and the five loaves. He multiplied and fed 5,000 people with the Long John Silver snack pack. And everybody's tripping right now, like, dang, Jesus is the man. Like, maybe we should just follow him. And, and, and what the Bible says is that he gives the disciples some instructions. Look at verse 22. It says, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Now, this is something that really um, messes with my mind because in, in faith sometimes we, we like it to be all good or all the devil. And we never live in a tension of like what happens in situations like this because what you don't know is that these disciples are about to run into a storm. But Jesus put them in the boat and made them go to the other side. So, 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 so what I'm trying to tell you is my point is wavy faith believes I was exported or I was sent. See, anytime I buy a lot of clothes um, overseas and what they do is they say, hey, we have to export your purchase or your product to America because they have to send it from wherever they are to the next place. And, and when I when I read this, it's Jesus who is the one that's saying, hey, he says immediately Jesus made. So Peter probably was like, Jesus, I just want to stay with you, bro. I want to hold your Bible. I want to, I want to walk where your sandals walk. And Jesus said, no, I have, I have something that I need you to do. Get in the boat. And many times we talk about faith and we talk about drowning and we talk about getting in storms from the perspective of us messing up and now we're in a storm. Like I made the wrong decision and now I'm in a storm. Or I, I, I hooked up with the wrong person and now this is a storm. Or I got with the wrong business partner and now I'm in a storm. But what happens when you obeyed what God said? That's right. And you're still in a storm. Thank you. See, this is the tension nobody wants to talk about because I obeyed you, God. And I got in the boat and I did what you said. And now why are the winds in the waves? It's because... Maybe the scene of what you think is your greatest storm is also the setting for your greatest miracle. I need you to hear me say this. A few moments after the storm is going to be where Peter walks on water. He had to get Peter out there somehow. So what if this storm was scheduled? To get Peter in a specific location to be able to have the opportunity to work one of the greatest miracles that would ever be talked about in history. What if your job was the storm God sent you to? To get you just frustrated enough that you would come back to him and ask him for a vision again. That would be the place where your business or that idea, oh y'all don't hear me, is birthed out of. And the place of your greatest storm will also be the place of your greatest miracle. So when you're walking on wavy faith, it's saying if I'm out here in this wave, God's got to use this. If I'm in the middle of a storm, if I'm in the middle of this dysfunction, somehow, I think my Bible says all things, all of these things is about to work together for the good of, of me because I'm the exception. Like, I don't know about everybody else.
us and they may not have the faith to believe and yes I lost my house and yes I lost some friends and yes I, I lost and I lost and I lost but somehow yes. God's going to use all of this to position me in a place where my faith can turn into a miracle and this is what Peter had to believe and so I, I, I need you to realize that maybe the storm, I couldn't encourage somebody, maybe the storm you're in, you need to step back and evaluate, did God send this? And I know this messes with people because this is the tension of believing God. But maybe I wouldn't have moved if the situation hadn't gotten this bad. Maybe I wouldn't have broke up with them if I didn't pull up their account and I saw videos. Like, I, I wanted to trust what they said, but I had to go to this storm because it was the only thing that could reposition me yeah. to the place. Maybe the deal had to fall through so I could pay attention to my child who needed me in this season. If you don't believe that God's working all these things together, you won't think that he sent you. You think it was the enemy. It's the devil. The devil didn't send them to the storm. It was Jesus who's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the So he knew what was going to happen in your middle. So what if the storm was scheduled? So they find themselves in a storm. But I want to show you this point because we need to parallel what we do in the natural and then what Jesus does in the spiritual. Because I want you to write this point down. Wavy faith prepares with expectation. Now, this is something that you get when you look deeper into scripture and really meditate on the word. That's why the Bible says don't just read it, but like meditate on it day and night. And so I saw this and it just blessed my spirit. Like there is a, a paradox going on at the exact same time of two humans. There's Peter and there's Jesus. And all of us, because we know the end of the story that Jesus got up and he rose with all power from the grave. Like that ain't happened. He's all human and all God. So he goes through human experiences the same way that we would so him walking on water was just a, as a miracle as Peter walking on water this wasn't like oh it's Jesus so he could walk on water no 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 he was a man he would he in his natural state would be able to fall and, and and drown the same way anybody else would so watch what happens Jesus sends the disciples to the other side and look what the Bible says in, in Matthew 14 23 it says, after he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to do what? Not decompress. He didn't go up there to just have some woo time, some, some woo saw time or some me time. Or I need a refreshing moment. What did he be? What did he go and do when he was alone? Pray. He went to do spiritually what he needed to do to stand in the natural on something people said could not happen. It says he went by himself to pray and he wanted everybody to know that he was alone because it goes on to say later that night, he was there alone. This was not a committee group prayer meeting. This was not all me and my pastor and my, it said that he had to get by himself 
and pray. Why? Because Jesus was spiritually preparing to stand on what others drown in. See, most of us are trying to work our way to a spot that once we get there, we won't be able to stand there. We won't have the character. We won't have the fortitude. We won't have the know-how because we did not prepare spiritually. And so what many people are doing is they're rowing their way to the same place that God's going to walk to. Disciples. All right, Jesus, we love you. Jesus. Oh, my God. Did you work out, John? Shoot, my side hurt. And the Bible tells us that they row all night. And at dawn, Jesus comes walking on the water to where they were. Now, hold on. The disciples had a head start. They had 12 people. Oh, my God. I better lose some weight from this. Like, and they're rowing. But because Jesus went to pray and prepare himself spiritually, he walked to where were others rode to. How does that apply to me, Pastor Mike? Some of you are so frustrated because you think you've missed your season. Fasting and all these other things and why everybody's expending their energy in relationships Out here rowing. I'm out here with my boo. There'll be another one next month Out here rowing missing pieces of yourself out here trying to network God says if you would spend time in the presence He said I can open up one door that allows you to be at the same place at the same time Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. I need that word this morning. I said, D, need that word this morning. Jesus. And I pray y'all receive that word too. And I'm teaching on it. I'm fighting it. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. I say this is not a season to be shucking and jiving, huh? This is the real deal. Real deal. Mike, you gotta find his podcast. My daughter listens to it. 